Hey, everybody, welcome back once again to the podcast version of Buck IQ. Zach Boren is in the lab breaking it down. Uh, pretty good performance now. Again, let's just put, the, put this out up front, Zach. It was the Iowa offense. It's one of the worst uh, offenses in all of humanity that we've ever seen. But Ohio State still has to go out there, can only play the opponent in front of them. Um, the defense was only on the hook for a field goal in that game. So I think by and large, that probably grades out pretty well for you. It's still a big 10 team, man. You still got to go out and play the game. I don't care if you're playing the local high school, uh, team, right? You still got to play the game and for the Buckeyes to dominate the way they did. Uh, I think four turnovers on the day, pick six. I mean, they were just rolling and and to see them kind of not take that Iowa offense for granted. You know, you're going into a game like that. Players look at stats. Players hear what us as media people are saying are saying. And for them to still have that chip on their shoulder, still play really well, still hold the Iowa offense to three points. They have to be more than happy with that. Zach, are you seeing as you watch this with the more trained eye, some of the creativity or bluffs or new coverages or different looks from Jim Knowles as the season goes on, it seemed like he had sort of indicated early on, like there's going to be more coming. Notre Dame was pretty basic. And then you add something. It's like, how different do you think it is, even is after seven games than you anticipated or what new things are you picking up? You know, it, it's it's definitely new stuff, but I think it's just the the comfortability with the players. You know, once you start feeling very comfortable in a system and it's kind of like the basic stuff is second nature, then you start adding stuff on your own. You know, I, I know I remember back when uh, I got switched to linebacker and as the games went on, just Ryan Shazier and I became more comfortable with one another. And then you start playing off of one another. And then, you know, you start showing blitz even when you're not really supposed to be doing that just because uh, you know your responsibilities and you know you can get there that much quicker. And, um, you know, I think you're seeing that a lot with the way the secondary is playing, with the way obviously Tommy Eichenberg and Steel Chambers are playing. I just think you see everyone getting more and more comfortable that they're able to do different things rather than making sure, hey, I'm in the proper position because I know this is where I need to be. Um, but also you, you add things onto that, right? The coaches see that and then you can add the little, the little jazz on top of it that, you know, that all it, but, uh, obviously Jim Knowles is adding some, some different things to this defense. You see them still continue to be aggressive, uh, game in and game out, game out. And, and they're actually, you know, it, Sean Clifford talked about it at Penn State this week of how aggressive this Ohio State defense is. And every single week you see the, the opponent's coaches and the opponent's players say, man, this is one of the most aggressive defenses we've seen of Ohio State in a very, very long time. And I think Jim Knowles likes that and the defense likes playing like that. <laughs> yeah, and, and Zach, they've built up a body of work now over seven games. That's a pretty decent sample size. Uh, we know that there is a different kind of test. You know, Penn State's wide receivers and a veteran quarterback in Sean Clifford that you mentioned. Uh, you know that the end of the year against Michigan after what happened last season will be another barometer. Are there are there things that you think the silver bullets still have to prove, or is this just um a matter of we already know it's very good and then they have to execute uh week in and week out? 
well, according to the rest of college football and all the media out there, they need to play a legit opponent, which I think is complete BS. But, you know, <laughs> so, so I guess maybe play a legitimate quarterback and, and some athletes and a legitimate team. But no, I mean, this is something that um, we've obviously seen what they can do. We've seen them perform, you know, ranked, uh, I believe, fourth defense in the country right now or second defense in the country. I get offense and defense flip-flopped. But, uh, you know, this is a good. team. Yeah, I think I think th- as a defense, they just need to keep out, g- keep doing what they're doing. Go in week in, week out. Show the rest of the country, hey, we're, we are for real. You know, th- this week will be the biggest test that they've had with Sean Clifford at quarterback, with the wide receivers that Penn State has, and and we've seen this year, right? That the times when Ohio State defense has kind of sputtered and hasn't been the greatest is when they've gotten beat deep and they've they've gotten beat uh, at the corner position, and so this week. Uh, way more than the weeks previously, the, the DBs need to step up. And I'm not so much talking about the safeties, but the corners need to go out there and make some plays. Obviously, we saw Jordan Hancock last week, which was great to see. And I know they've got huge, high, uh, huge expectations for him. So I, I'm just excited to see them go and, and go on the road against the 13th ranked Penn State Nittany Lion offense that has some weapons and being able to say, hey, this is what we've done. This is what we can still do. Well, it'll certainly help if they can get uh, pressure on almost every snap from Zach Harrison. Uh, I think that was probably the best game of his career. We can talk about that more because we've got some clips of a variety of things that he did to help shut down Iowa on Saturday. So we'll save that till the actual breakdown. So let's get to it, Zach. On Zach for Buck IQ. Let's roll the tape. All right, Zach. We <laughs> feels like we've been talking about Zach Harrison for. Uh, a very long time, and I guess we have that when you have that five star reputation, when you're a local kid, then we're going to be talking about you know somebody like Zach Harrison a lot. And I think that at times our evaluations I have been pretty fair, right? I mean, it's not he has not yeah. been a Chase Young or a Joey or a Nick Bosa, but he's also been very solid against the run. Now maybe he's starting to add a little bit more to that. I, don't, I you know, this won't be the first time we've talked about him or the last time, probably. But w- what do you think about the way he's coming on right now? I think it's very fair. This is a five-star kid, ranked number three player in the country right here in Columbus. Obviously, he's going to come to Ohio State and have massive expectations. And let's be honest, I think, you know, Zach Harrison will be the first to admit that he hasn't been that Chase Young or the Bosa brothers that that people thought he was going to be. But what he's been able to do recently is what everyone thought he could do all along. And, and quite honestly, I think he finally feels like he's playing up to his expectations and that creates confidence. And we're finally seeing a player that's playing with so much confidence. You know, going against Iowa, they're known to have big offensive linemen. And you know Zach Harrison. What is he's length? He's got speed. It was almost like he was getting shot out of a cannon on Saturday. <laughs> And, you know, you know when this offensive tackle is looking at a scouting report, Zach Harrison loves going to the speed rush on the outside, loves playing with leverage. And so you're seeing here that, hey, Iowa offensive tackle, what are we going to do? We're going to shoot out on Zach Harrison to try and get to his um, upfield shoulder to take away the speed rush. What Zach Harrison do? Gets off the ball quick threatens his upfield shoulder to, to the speed rush and then dips up underneath and still uses his length to get past here and makes a great strip sack. I mean, this is just a great play. I mean, you, you look here and just how quickly he's able to get into the backfield eight yards deep, make a play here, make the tackle, and he's finishing. This is the first time we've seen him finish in a long time, and you can tell this has been an emphasis of his in the offseason. Yeah, I think that's been one of our 
conversations and talking points about Zach Harrison was, hey, he's generating a lot of pressure. He's like half of a second away from a ton of sacks, but those don't count. Like you can get pressure and that's good, but strip sacks are better. A hundred percent. And it's a confidence thing. You know, once it happens a couple times, it's just then the belief is there. And once you start believing it's going to happen. And so that's what you're seeing here. I mean, man, uh, just uh, this is uh, un, uh, unguardable from the offense tackle position. So many offense tackles will tell you it's so hard to defend when you have a guy that's so long that likes playing with leverage that's so fast and you have to protect the speed rush that then he can start pulling and up and under. Then the rest of the game, I mean, you, you're you're trying to play, you know, you're trying to play checkers while Zach Harrison's playing chess on you. <laughs> yep. And. And here we go. So he stuffed the stat sheet really in a variety of ways, and we're going to cover three different of them. This was the part where, hey, we've not had questions about can Zach Harrison play the run. He's always done that part pretty well. He always has played the run well. But this is what I love here is that so many times in the past, Zach Harrison might have came all the way down the line and not realized what was going on. Instead, he's seen what's right out in front of him. He sees the tight end trying to reach block him to the outside. So what's he do? Instead of getting past him and coming down the line of scrimmage and being so far inside that he can't make the tackle here, he realizes it stays wide and the wide receivers got nowhere to go on the jet motion you know he stays here continues to climb up field right there he, he's gotten leverage on the wide receiver and so many times like i said he comes down or stays flat-footed and the wide receiver is able to get leverage and get speed to the outside here he does exactly what he's supposed to be doing he's reading the block in front of him even though he's playing so fast and look at that he's four or five yards behind the line of scrimmage and the ball carrier is just now getting to him i think one thing that you can notice on all three of these plays, uh, and the last one here is the pass that he breaks up and bats down uh, deep down there inside the Iowa five, how he's using the length, you know, the size and how long his arms are. You saw it when he was getting inside and reaching in there to strip out the football. You saw him as he shedded, was shedding that block there to stop on the run. And then, then you can put it up vertically and the guy's really tall and he's got really long arms, that's going to cut down some passing lanes if that's where you're looking. A hundred percent. And look what you have right here. You know what? I, I just mentioned so much that he uses his speed here. You know, down down uh, inside the five-yard line, what's he do when an offense tackles thinking, okay, you know, hey, listen, I got five wide on offense. We know it's a passing situation, third and nine. I think he's going to speed rush. What's Zach Harrison do? Bull rushes him. And you just see how much pressure he gets, gets right in the quarterback's face. And when he's that close to the quarterback and how lengthy and long he is, I mean, to the quarterback, he looks like a seven-footer. You know, he <laughs> looks like a dude that it's so hard to get to complete a pass on this when you get in the passing lane. So, yeah, I, I, I love this. And, you know, we didn't talk about this much on, on the podcast here. But, you know, a couple games ago when he got moved down into almost a three technique for some of the game. And I think, you know, something clicked then when it was like, hey, you know, I'm going against some, some shorter offensive linemen. I can use my length. I can use my leverage. Something clicked in that game to now he's using it at a defensive end position and going against these offense tackles and thinking, hey, listen, I can use my leverage. I can do those same things that I learned in that game as a three technique. And we're seeing that here. And this week is going to be a huge week for him because – at Penn State, you know Sean Clifford's going to want to throw the football. They're a great running team. They got you know Nick Singleton, their their freshman running back that they like getting the ball to. Zach Harrison's going to be huge in this game, and he's just got to continue keep on getting confidence. 
probably going to need to play more than 20 snaps, but that would just be my amateur evaluation there. <laughs> uh, no doubt. I think we can all agree that some of these starters need to play some more snaps on defensive <laughs> line. If you want to know something? Maybe they're saving them for this weekend in Happy Valley. Let's only hope. That might be right. Maybe we'll be talking next week about uh, Zach Harrison, Michael Jr., JT Twinwoloow, Jack Sawyer, taking on a heavy workload and helping get those silver bullets firing at Penn State. We'll see. Uh, that will be a conversation for next week. Zach will be back uh, with his breakdowns. As always, Buck IQ on the podcast. We appreciate his time and his insight as always. He's Zach. I am Austin. This has been Buck IQ. We'll see you next week.